Like, it hasn't really, like, you know, hit. You know, in moments where you're like, man, you know, he's gone, but, like, it doesn't, hasn't really, like, set in. You know, his authenticity um, was something that is so unique. Just a, a unique human being. I'll never forget where I was when he did the detail of, of, of my game. I was in the hotel room right before, I think it was, like, game three or game two. Um, I was just in shock, like, you know, that he was talking about me. You know, like, to be able to say, like, like, you know how people say it's crazy he knew my name. And yeah, like, like he knew my name. He, he, he knew my game, you know. Um, I think that's that's one of the wildest things to me. In his years 16 and 17, like, he was still attacking it like he was a second or third year guy. And, you know, he was always, you know, working on his game, always, you know, trying to get better. With most, you know, people just like, all right, I achieved enough. You know, my body's sore. Like, he was always trying to get better. And I think it's competitiveness. You know, it's his will to win, uh, his drive, his work ethic. You know, I think it's something that whatever you do in life, you want to, you know, be at your best and give everything you got. And I think Kobe was the one guy that gave everything he got every single night. His mindset was, was on another level. And I played with a lot of, you know, superstars, you know, guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame, you know, first team all NBA guys, but, you know, he definitely, you know, separated himself from everyone else. Tough day in the NBA yesterday. The little bit of what the Jazz players were saying about Kobe and what he meant to them. It's very likely that your favorite player, whoever it is, his favorite player may have been Kobe Bryant. His influence on the league, how willing he was to go out and talk to other players. He is a legend in the game of basketball and playing. And it hit us hard. I couldn't imagine having to go out and play a game like the guys who went out yesterday. Mike Breen had the most poignant point of broadcasting during the Knicks game yesterday. I'd like to play for you. And Clyde, on my, on my way into the arena, I thought of Bill Gallo. Gallo is the uh, legendary sports cartoonist that uh, when Thurman Munson passed away, the next day he had an unbelievably touching cartoon. And it was his two characters that he had, Baseman Bertha and Yucky. And the cartoon read, Baseman Bertha saying, no, Yucky, I just don't feel like playing ball today. And she was crying. And that's the way I think a lot of us feel here tonight. Just don't feel like broadcasting. I know a lot of players, <clears throat> excuse me, don't feel like playing. It's just a sad, sad day. The Miller family released a statement yesterday. From the time he entered the league, Kobe was a generational talent and one of the most competitive players in the game. Many athletes in the NBA today grew up emulating Kobe. The impact he has made on our sport will not be forgotten. We respect his dedication to the game and unmatched work ethic. Our thoughts and prayers are with Kobe's wife, Vanessa, their family, and those close to them. Kobe Bryant gone at the age of 41, tragically passing in a helicopter crash with his daughter, Orange Coast College baseball coach John Altabelli, and his family members and others on that flight. Our hearts go out to their families as well. Kobe had some games against the Jazz. It all started with those air balls in the playoffs. And I remember his last foray of playing the Jazz in the postseason. Probably fitting that he ended his regular season career against Utah where he dropped 60. In that playoff series, 
that he swept the Jazz in 2010. Guy was going for 30 every single ball game. His complete tenacity emulated by all. The game that he would always add to started out trying to emulate Michael Jordan and came to it. Then on top of that, saw guys like Dirk Nowitzki elevating their game with a fadeaway jumper. Added that to his game and continued. Just a sad, sad day for basketball fans around the world. And as I'm sure the Jazz will remember him tonight, the bonds on this team with that man run deep. Quinn Snyder being a Lakers assistant coach. Jordan Clarkson starring alongside Kobe in his final regular season game. Ed Davis, who had a year with him. Just a tragic accident that will affect the NBA community this year. Wanted to share some words and let you hear of some of those moments of jazz and Kobe history off the top before we get into our usual shenanigans. Great tributes throughout. Everywhere you look, we're reflecting on this guy, and we appreciate all that he gave to the game. Touching to see all those 8-second and 24-second violations. I'm sure we'll see something like that tonight as the Jazz take on the Rockets. Back after this with more Round Ball Roundup. What a game. What a game for Utah and the way that Rudy Gobert played. We all know, we're all listening to Round Ball Roundup. We understand what Rudy Gobert does when it comes to impacting a game. His numbers in crunch time, which are tops in field goal percentage, tops in rebounds that he's collecting. We know all this. We've heard the stats from McMahon. We've heard David Thorpe talk about how he is central to everything that the Jazz do. And it was shown across the NBA in an isolated time slot at 3 o'clock Mountain Time in Salt Lake City as Gobert down the stretch does it again with a game-winning block. You have game-winning shots. He has Chicago, New Orleans, Dallas, DeLon Wright had Gobert spinning, had him looking like the globe. It had appeared that he had beaten him, had a straight line to the basket, and Gobert blocks his shot. It came off of a pass from Luka Doncic, who had already been blocked by Gobert earlier in the day, had that deterred on a line to the rim already, had to pass it off to Wright, and he becomes the guy who has his name in Gobert's rejection book it's surprising every time you could say oh this Gobert performance not surprise no 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 very surprising to see him do it consistently day in day out and see it to that level every single time that he's on the floor if it's him going out there and turning up these performances every once in a while to bolster Utah's defensive rating have them in the top 10 of the teams in the NBA, okay, but this is one after another. The popular take out of the game from the layman and from people who aren't paying attention, aren't listening to Round Ball Roundup, was that, no, this guy isn't just an all-star. He is a bona fide MVP candidate. And you already heard it. Justin Termini of SiriusXM has been banging the drum for Gobert to be in the MVP conversation, as he should be, all year. Listen to what Termini had to say earlier on when he, we brought him on uh, Round Ball Roundup. We're talking about a guy that's 
you know, not even made an all-star team in his career, which is an absolute travesty because he's been one of the more important players over the last couple of years. I think you heard Kenny Atkinson after that Mets game earlier this week say that he's moving up into the upper echelon uh, centers of all time defensively, right? And, and people just ignore that side of the basketball, although coaches claim that it's important, right? Coaches, oh, oh, winning, oh, defense. Well, Rudy Gobert in the last couple of years provides the winning, he provides the defense, yet he's not awarded by going to the All-Star uh, game. Now, I think he's made two all, he made, he made the all-defensive team last year, right? He's made two of them overall in his career. Uh, I think that's more important than making an All-Star team. Oddly enough, it's harder to do than making an All-Star team. So he's made two, uh, two All-NBA teams, yet he hasn't made an All-Star team yet. I think that's a travesty. And I also think that he's going to have an issue even getting Defensive Player of the Year this season because Anthony Davis and that steam, uh, you know, that is sort of steamrolled and that narrative out there in Los Angeles. And let's be honest, I mean, you guys are used to it in Utah. Mm -hmm. You get the, the guy that's performing in L.A. You get the guy that's performing in New York or Boston. It ends up being a bigger deal than it is in Utah. Some things get lost. And if you look at the on-off numbers and the impact that somebody has on, on a team and a winning team, just line up Rudy against the other centers in the sport. He's got the highest on-off number, meaning when he is off the floor, the team struggles a little bit. When he is on the floor, uh, the team becomes one of the best in the NBA. Uh, his number is highly, uh, you know, highly better than that of Jokic, that of Anthony Davis, that of uh, – that of Carl Anthony Towns, that of uh, Joel Embiid, the other top centers in the sport. So does he deserve to be in the MVP conversation? Yes. Will he be in the MVP conversation? No. And Justin Termini, mind you, true to form, when he revealed his all-star ballot, he was one of the media members who voted for Rudy Gobert to be an all-star starter. If you care about winning, if you care about defense, which is one of the sides of the floor for winning basketball, Rudy Gobert is at the top of the list every single time. And he did alongside 22 points and 17 rebounds. Eight for eight from the field. Just a perfect night for Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, he went for 25 to lead the squad. His most impactful moment was his fifth assist, though. Finding Royce O'Neal for the go-ahead bucket three-pointer allows Utah to take the lead and win it. Utah only led for one minute and 19 seconds. But it was the slow roll of the offense keeping pace, getting it over the top in the game. Utah outscored the Mavs in the fourth quarter, 32-23. to Again, clutch Utah continues to be a problem for teams. Looking at the clutch stats right now, third best net rating in clutch time. That's last five, five points or less. Utah's posting a 119 offensive rating, a 96 defensive rating, 96. That's good for fifth best defensive rating in clutch time. Utah continues to get these victories, 19-7 and seven so far with clutch time games. There's a skill to staying poised in those actions in those times. Rudy Gobert you know, almost became a point coach's challenge when Gobert had his called goaltending initially, went back to review. It was judged that he didn't goaltend, and then there would be a jump ball that eventually went to Dallas. Coach's Challenge loses the timeout and, in fact, loses a possession for Utah because off of the block, there's a clean recovery by Utah, and they should have been going the other way. That could have been a discussion point. 
But again, it is Gobert time after time being there for the Jazz and showing his worth. Rick Carlisle had amazing things to say about Rudy postgame. You know, he's probably going to be defensive player of the year again. Um, he impacts the game massively at the defensive end. And he, he doesn't just do it around the basket. He does it on the perimeter, too, on switches. You know, he, he does a great job of spacing guys when they drive. Um, we were able to score on a couple drives on him. Uh, but, you know, the play he made on Wright's drive at the end was a was an amazing play. Look, he's a great, great defensive player. Is he an all-star? Uh, in my opinion, he is. And we'll find out if he's an all-star on Thursday. Make sure to check out the Jazz social pages. It'll also be announced on NBA on TNT. So it's award season. Get ready for it. Other line for Utah that stood out, Boyan Bogdanovich with 23. He made 4 of 10 from deep, including one right in the grill of a Mavericks defender. He's just a bucket waiting to happen. Defensively, Luka Doncic held the 25 points on 25 shots, 11 of 25 from the field, just 2 of 10 from 3. He had 7 assists and also 4 turnovers. Chris Tapps Porzingis added more punch for them alongside Seth Curry. Chris Tapps with 15, Curry with 19. When the Chris Tapps Doncic pick and roll was going, Luka had 16 at the half. Chris Tapps with 8. Second half didn't see them getting that same success. And Gobert patrolled the back end. So that leads to a continuing of the Texas teams tonight, Monday on NBA TV. Spiro Didis on the call. Houston comes to town on the second night of a back-to-back. They did play during the day against Denver yesterday under very tough conditions. They had to withstand a Nikola Jokic triple-double, his ninth, where the guy goes 24-12 rebounds, 11 assists. They didn't have James Harden. He's upgraded to questionable with a bruised thigh tonight. Clint Capella is also doubtful with a bruised right heel and Russell Westbrook won't be available on the back-to-back. If Harden does come back, can he get himself out of that shooting slump that he's in? He shot 17% from distance over his last five games. It's been Russ carrying the load for this team offensively. And according to reporting by The Athletic, Russ has been taking a huge leadership role in that locker room, and Harden has been very willing to allow that to happen. That's good playmaking. That's stars on the top of the marquee being okay to go with each other. That's Brad and Leo in Once Upon a Time. It'll be a fascinating matchup to watch as we've seen all of the playoff history that these two teams have. What Ricky Rubio is doing against James Harden in that wonky defense that Utah played last postseason. It started to work towards the end of that series as they almost made things very uncomfortable on Houston. That squad owns the second-best offensive rating in the entire league. And it's very different from the offense that they played last year. This season, second-fastest pace in the league. Last year, fourth-slowest team in the league. Keep an eye out on that. Utah's willing to run. There's a want to do that. How fast the game is played is something you should keep in mind. Then Utah begins a three-game road stretch, starting out against San Antonio on Wednesday. This is front end of a back-to-back that culminates on TNT Thursday. Spurs are confusing. You look at their results. They've lost to Atlanta. Then they go out and they beat the Heat. You look at the schedule and they've lost to Atlanta twice. And then they beat the Bucks. Top two teams in the East they're able to beat. And then 
they lose to one of the teams languishing in the bottom of the conference. Monitor this. LaMarcus Aldridge is suffering from a sprained right thumb. He's not available tonight against the Bulls. Whether he'll be available on Wednesday is something to track. Otherwise, it'll be DeMar DeRozan who's leading the squad. He's their leading scorer. LMA is number two. And check this out. Only two players this season averaging 20 points, five rebounds, five assists, and shooting 50% from the field. Giannis Antetokounmpo and DeRozan. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 53% from the field, 54% effective field goal percentage. He's been allowed to operate so long as LaMarcus has been willing to shoot the three ball, keep things going for that team. The aforementioned Nuggets are on Thursday. This is a team that Utah's battling out with. Denver's in fourth in the Western Conference. Right now, that squad is without Mason Plumley, who's dealing with injury. Same goes for Jamal Murray, but they've had... A lot of guys fill in and do so very admirably. Jeremy Grant went for 25 against Houston. Malik Beasley, Michael Porter Jr. have elevated that team's bench. According to The Athletic, Jeremy Grant has the versatility and defensive chops to go up against Joe Ingles, who is a huge crux of what Utah does offensively. If that happens... That's a matchup to watch. The road trip culminates in Portland. And we'll have you covered on the ground as utahjazz.com is following the team during this road trip. So make sure to follow us on all the channels, Utah Jazz on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Everywhere you go for utahjazz.com, we will have you covered on this road trip. Before we go, last opportunities to get yourself in the running for a signed Donovan Mitchell jersey. Check out the show description information on how to win all you need to do is just subscribe to the podcast if you subscribe to the podcast it helps other people find the podcast so that they can learn more about the utah jazz the deadline to win this jersey is thursday when all-star rosters are announced so if you see the all-star roster and you say i'm gonna go apply for that donovan mitchell jersey it's too late do it before thursday While you're subscribing, five stars, nice reviews, that's all I ask of you. We'll catch you on Friday. I'm JP Chunga, and until next time, bye for now.